This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... (laughs) You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Dan Plucker, filling in for Rami Makhlouf today on the Rami Show. That comes up uh, this afternoon from 3 until 6. Sam Schmitz, executive producer for that show, as well as this show right here today. As I said, Dan is filling in for Rami. Coming up on Sparky's Midday Madness today, our cap expert, Ken Ingles, uh, will join us to try and help me understand, and maybe you understand, how this whole Rams-Denver deal uh, came about. As far as Denver paying nine of the $9.5 million and what that exactly means uh, from a cap perspective and so forth. And does that then mean, as Packer fans, we can look and dream of other players that normally would say, well, we're, there's just no way we're ever going to fit that player in to the salary cap. For instance, say a Fletcher Cox of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Big defensive lineman that could really help Kenny Clark, uh, but obviously makes uh, a good amount of money. Uh, is that a situation where the Packers could do something like the Rams where, look, they convince the Eagles to pay a good portion of it to fit it under their cap, and then in turn, you know, you give up higher draft pack, higher draft pick compensation uh, in order to make it work in the kind of all-in go-for-it year that this year has become, going back to the whole last dance thing with Rodgers and Devontae Adams and the uh, Instagram posts or whatever the case may be earlier in the offseason. So we'll get details from Ken Ingles on that, and we'll also talk to him about, you know, if he's expecting any moves based on how much money they have left under the cap and how much of the money do they have left can they actually spend because – as we've talked about, if you elevate somebody off a practice squad, then that's a bump in pay. That goes against that number uh, and so forth. If somebody gets hurt and you have to replace them, uh, that you're going to have to fill that void as well. So I'm assuming most teams have a certain amount of money set aside for those type of deals, I would think. But we'll get more from Ken Ingles, uh, like I said, uh, coming up here in about 10, 15 minutes. I want to touch on the Bucks here because we really never got into the Bucks. Uh, and talking about the Bucks uh, and Spurs earlier in the show, and the Spurs beat the Bucks uh, 102 to 93 uh, on Saturday night. Now, on that game Saturday night, again, 
no Drew Holiday, no Brooke Lopez uh, as well in that game. And they haven't had him now uh, for quite some time, especially uh, Brooke Lopez. But in that game, you know, Middleton did play 33 minutes. Giannis played 34 minutes uh, in that contest. You got uh, George Hill playing 32 minutes. Then you come back last night against the Jazz. Now you lose Middleton, uh, who is sick. Uh, Non-COVID, I believe is what they said, non-COVID illness. So whatever the case may be, whatever it is that he's suffering from. So he don't play. And then you get Giannis jacking up 11 threes in that game against Utah last night. Anybody concerned about this Bucks roster right now? Anybody concerned? Anybody at all? I can't imagine there are many. I can't imagine. But I'm, I'm going to let you vent, uh, be frustrated, whatever the case may be, if you have it. There's not going to be many opportunities like this between now and the end of the Packers season, but I'll let you have it right now if you want to vent. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. I will say a couple of different things in all of this. First off, if we're going to play the Bucks, that is, without Chris Middleton, can we please let Jordan Wara be the guy that's going to get the run and the minutes? Pat Connaughton's nice. It's nice. I know what Pat Connaughton looks like. I know that already. We know who Pat Connaughton is. We're not going to learn anything new. We're still trying to figure out Jordan Wara to a, a, a certain point here and letting him be in that starting lineup and get the run. Being able to look at Jordan Wara and go, all right, look, dude, Giannis and you, you're our two scores. Go be the guy. Go show us what you got. That, to me, made the most sense. And you didn't do it. But in 20, 25 minutes last night, that was it. Didn't do much of anything. That's my first point. My second point, why, why, why are we playing Giannis 35 minutes in a meaningless regular season game without three-fifths of our starting lineup? Why? Makes no sense to me. None. No reason to be playing that dude 35 minutes in a game that you didn't have Drew Middleton or Brooke Lopez. For that matter, you could have sat him. Just rested his back. It was a back-to-back. You played Saturday, and then you came back and played Sunday. You could have just justified it by saying, hey, we're taking care of our star players. This is how it's going to be. You know, played late into the postseason, short turnaround. Uh, We're going to give Giannis some rest. Totally would have gotten it. Totally. Just wave the white flag in Utah. Hey, you win. Fine. No big deal. Don't need this game anyhow. So from, from my perspective, I don't really care about the wins and losses right now. Like I, None of that really matters to me one way or the other. For me, it's about player healthy, that the players are healthy come postseason time, right? Making sure that physically they're not worn down because of the extended run in the postseason, because of the short turnaround, to make sure they're good in the, in the playoffs, right? So if I'm giving guys extra days off here and there, that was one last night where Giannis did not have to play. And if you were going to play him, he certainly didn't have to play 35 minutes. That, that's, that's part of it for me. The other part of what this regular season should be about is developing some of these younger players or new guys on the team to see what you have. Like Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood can't even stay healthy. So you, you still don't know what that is. But when you did see him, he didn't look all that good but he can't stay healthy. So 
We still have no idea what that is. Grace and Allen needs to f- figure out uh, and get going a little bit here. And he finally did Saturday night hit four threes, which was beautiful. Four of 11 overall, four of nine from three. And that's pretty much what he's going to be is, is that guy outside. So how good he is will depend on how well he's shooting the three. But let's see what we got with some of these guys. And to me, and they all can make fun of me on the big show, I don't really care. Jordan Wara is the key. If Jordan Wara can be a legitimate sixth man and give you 15 tonight or whatever the case may be off the bench, that that makes this team way more dangerous than they were last year. And they were already dangerous last year and won a championship. It takes this team to the next level if you put them in that position. If you give them the ball and go, you're the guy on the second unit. Or, hey, we got... Two guys out. Middleton's one of them. When Middleton's off, you're starting, Jordan. That's how this is going to be. Middleton has to miss a game for injury, whatever. You're going to start and play. To to me, it seems easy. Not an NBA head coach. Didn't win a championship like Boonholzer. But those are my two things that annoyed me a little bit of what I saw over the weekend. Again, don't really care about the wins and losses. Really don't. Oh, Kavika. I haven't talked to him in a while. Kavika in Hawaii. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan. Kavika, any concerns about this Bucks team right now? Uh, I know it's only, what, six, seven, eight games into the season. I know Brooklyn's struggling a little bit. I know uh, L.A., you know, they're trying to find their groove. I think, you know, the way that the, the refs are calling the fouls are – maybe screwing other teams up. I don't think it's affecting the Bucks as much as it might be, you know, hard. Yeah, these guys aren't getting to the free throw line nearly as much as they used to. Yeah, and maybe, that, maybe that'll be to Milwaukee's advantage. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I think it just goes to show you how much they're missing Lopez in the middle, you know, a big body. Uh, I think the other night the other team set a record, scored like, you know, 60 points in the paint, which is kind of unheard of with the Bucks. I'm 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 a little concerned how well uh, Miami is doing. I mean, you know, uh, we always knew they're tough on defense. Uh, are you concerned with Miami? Uh, yeah, I, I I said that before. I think Brooklyn is my number one concern. That's the team that worries me the most, especially if Kyrie comes back. Uh, Miami is my second concern. Now, my thing on Miami is, you know, will they be able to not be torn down and worn out by the time the Bucks get to them in the playoffs? Because Jimmy Butler is not a young guy. Kyle Lowry is not a young guy. Uh, It appears Tyler Hero is better. uh, But it's a small sample size. It's early. We'll see uh, if Hero can play like this all year. You know, the thing with Tyler Hero is, again, you know, Whitnell's finest and from around the area, right here by the radio station, he's just a streaky player. So, you know, if he can be more consistent, that really helps. Uh, I think the Miami Heat be even better come the postseason if he can be more of a consistent basketball player. Yeah, you know, and also I think it makes a difference. The Bucks are the world champs, so these these other teams are gunning for them. You know, they're they're playing a little harder than than maybe they normally would be. So I mean, everybody's ready for the Bucks, um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think, like you said, I don't the coach is as concerned to finish. You know, number one in the division. I think one, two, or three will be all right. Um, you know, we'll see. I just hope they can repeat again. Uh, but, all right, aloha, guys. Thank Kavika, you. I got to ask you a question quick. Because I, yeah. I like, in, you know, inflicting pain onto myself. How warm is it in Hawaii? 
You know, right now my car says 83. <laughs> it's about 9 o'clock in the morning. You know, the, right now the, the weather this time of the year is really nice. It's not as hot and humid. Um, I'm not complaining, but I'm due for a trip back in Milwaukee. I was going to come back for the parade, but it went from Tuesday. I thought it was going to be on the weekend. Right. It turned to be, you know, only two-day turnaround. So. Yep. But I'll get back, but I might have to wait until it gets, you know, maybe April again because – that's starting to get colder here. We're starting to get into the 30s yeah. at night. This week it's supposed to be in the 50s, though, they say. So we'll see. Yeah, usually after Halloween you never know what you're going to get. But, but Exactly. Home, home, guys. All right, Kavika, you be good out in Hawaii. Thanks for the call. Sam Schmitz, would you ever move to Hawaii for a radio job? <laughs> if I could afford it, I mean, maybe. But I don't know. I've, I've been asked that a couple times by my family members and all that, and there's just something about – being able to cover the local teams I've grew up a fan of all this time, that there is, is very sentimental. Huge turnover in radio in Hawaii. I guarantee you there's probably job openings right now. Hmm. People don't realize this, but it's very true. It is always, seemingly always, job openings in Hawaii for radio of any kind. I mean, it could be working on the air. It could be promotions. It could be sales reps. I mean, across the board, they have a hard time for whatever the reason, I'm guessing, like you said, probably paid of cost of living or whatever the case may be in Hawaii. Uh, but there's always jobs open uh, in Hawaii. Let's go to Skyler, north side of Milwaukee. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up? Man, what's up, Sparky? I just want to tell everybody, man, hey, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, relax. This is a marathon, yep. not a sprint. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, with that being said, if this is the Green Bay Packers, of course we'll be worried. You know, that's six, six, seven games in. But this is basket 82 games. Who cares about 66 wins? And uh, the Bucks will win 50-plus. I mean, 50, All right, Skyler, Skyler, let's talk about my concerns, okay? And then you can okay. tell me your thoughts. Okay. When you have no Drew Holiday, no Chris Middleton, no Brooke Lopez – why okay. would you put Giannis out there for 35 minutes, as you put it, in a marathon of a season when you're at home on a back-to-back? I agree with you. That that was that, that was just a bad coaching move by Coach Bud on that. And first of all, and, and in situations like that, he shouldn't let him be bringing the ball up either so he could preserve some of his energy. Too. He's been bringing the ball up all year. Yeah, I, I know I, I, he, he's gonna do that. I know, but he needed they he need to figure out a way to stop that because he needs energy. Because believe it or not, that 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 takes burn some of his energy. Yes, he it does. The ball up all the time, and but it, I mean, I'm not the coach, but yeah, you right about that. That that didn't make sense. I that that's something to be concerned about. What you saying, that is something to be concerned about. But as as far as the 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 season, as far as like, are we concerned? Are we going to be there at the no, end? No, no. Okay, yeah, no, no. But uh, I wins and losses, Skylar. I don't care about wins and losses. My two things were Giannis number one playing those many minutes in a meaningless game, and number two is because I I think Jordan Wara can score. Is letting Jordan Wara be that guy. If Middleton is out, Wara should be in that lineup and just give him the ball and go. It's you and Giannis. Go score. Like, let him go be that guy. Give him that confidence. I know what Pat Connaughton is. I don't need to see Pat Connaughton in a starting lineup. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right about that, Sparky. I agree. You, you 100%. Now, that's something to be concerned about. You're right. Because, like you said, we already know what, we already know what Connaughton is. Right. We already know what he is. So, what, what are, what, what's the point? We already know what he is. So, give Jordan the Norero that, that chance to prosper into a better player. So, you're right about that. I get what you're saying. Because we, right. we don't know what Jordan is. But, yeah. 
I want to see. I think he can be good, man. Thanks for the call, Skylar. I do. Are you on the Jordan Wara bandwagon, Sam Schmitz? I guess I didn't hear you and Rami really get into the whole Jordan Wara thing. I'm certainly excited about what I've seen from Wara ever since the Olympics and, you know, the offseason and summer league and all that. I don't think I'm at the same level as you, though. You don't think he's as close as I think he is, or you don't think he's as good as I think he is? I don't think he's as close. That's I think close, he, yeah. I think I think all the tools are there. All he's got to work on is just shot selection, all, doing the little things on defense and rebounding and he's stuff been, like that. He's been blocking shots now. Yeah. No, he's, he's looking been better great. this year than he did last year defensively. He'll get there, though. I'm telling you, when you hear guys in that organization, on the record, two media members say he's a walking bucket, when you hear them say terms like that, I mean, I— I've been here through all of Middleton's run. Ain't nobody ever called Middleton a walking bucket ever. Very, very good. I've never heard him ever, ever, you know, deem him that way. The other thing that gives me confidence in all of this, Marcus Johnson. Because we learned last year, and it's continued this year on the TV broadcast on Valley Sports Wisconsin, Marcus Johnson is a Jordan Wara fan too. He's not even hiding it. Not even keeping it quiet. He loves him some Jordan Wara too. So, I'll ride with Marcus Johnson on the Jordan Wara bandwagon, and we'll see if we end up being right or wrong at the end of the day. All right, time to switch gears a little bit to the package here. Ken Ingles is going to explain this whole Von Miller trade and how the Rams were able to figure this out when they had virtually no money, it doesn't appear, against the cap. The Packers are in a similar situation. Could the Packers do something similar before the NFL trade deadline tomorrow? That's next on Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Fiverr with you. Sam Schmitz producing as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He is our guy. Ken Ingles, our salary cap expert, I guess you could say, well, for all Packer fans, he's a salary cap expert, co-host of the Unknown Packers podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Ken Ingles. Ken, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Sparky. How you doing? So when do the Packers hire you officially? Because this is going to happen eventually. I- I'm just I'm just waiting. Eventually, you're going to get a call. Why don't you just come work for us? You think that's going to happen? Uh, no, that, they, they got guys that know what they're doing. I just do this for fun. But, you know, if they called, I probably wouldn't uh, decline the call, though, either. So Yeah, I think it's how it's – I think it's give – it, give it a year or two. I, I bet you you'll end up in Green Bay in some sort of capacity. All right, so let, let's talk about this, this trade earlier, Von Miller, uh, going from the Broncos to the Rams and then uh, finding out that the 
Broncos are paying nine of the $9.7 million in salary to Von Miller. So what does that mean then for the salary cap? Does that then mean they are only on, 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 on the tab for 700,000 against their cap, the Rams that is. Yeah, it'll definitely be under a million dollars. That, that deal shocked me too. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, Von Miller makes, is making the move. I immediately, my first thought was, okay, there's no way the Packers would have been able to make a move like this. That's what I said. Cap space. Yep. But, but then I come out and I see that they paid the $9 million. I was like, okay, okay. That's, that's some crazy money. Eventually what it comes down to is that the Broncos, it seems like they're just basically trading away, um, you know, they're, they're, they're buying picks. They're like, okay, we'll eat $9 million, but they're going to get a second and third in, in return, which is how this kind of goes. It's kind of like an old, you know, Brock Osweiler deal from a few years ago where, you know, that trade went down and it was basically just like a money dump in exchange for picks. So. Well, if you think about Von Miller, though, what would have been the compensation pick for him? Third, fourth, something like again? that? The compensation pick for Von Miller, if he walks in free agency, what would that have been? A third or a fourth round pick? That's, that's where it gets even crazy. So because he has 10 years in the league, they can only can cap him off at a fifth round uh, oh, draft pick. Oh, well, there you go. So the fact that they get a second and a third yep. is just like a super brilliant move because yep. he's done at the end of this year. So right. half a year rental. $9 million to pay that cost, and then they get it back a second and a third. That's that's a brilliant move by the Broncos. Okay, well, there have to be other people out there willing to make super brilliant moves like that to the same degree, I would think. The difference, though, it appears, maybe it's different with Goody. We haven't necessarily seen it yet, but the Rams clearly don't care about draft picks. They've shown that time and time again. The Packers, under Tad, treated them like gold. Uh, Goody, maybe not as much. But do you think the Packers could make some type of bold move like that themselves in order to get a star-type player uh, on this team before the deadline tomorrow at 3 o'clock Central? I don't think the Packers are going to be in a position to kind of win, you know, win free agency or win the trade deadline, if you will, um, by you know, having the top of a name like Von Miller. I think, you know, you're right. They do treat their picks like gold, and I still think that that's going to be the case more or less. Um, you know, what, we're less than 25 hours away from the deadline. I would be shocked if the Packers gave up a second and a third round pick for anybody, uh, unless it's some crazy name. But again, this team, and we've talked about this in the past, they've got, they have some trouble next year and they need to be cheap in a lot of spots. And the best way to get cheap talent is through the draft. It's one of those guys, obviously quality pick, right? Like Fletcher in Philadelphia is one. That that name came floating out over the weekend that Philadelphia would be willing to move him, but it's going to have to be some good uh, draft capital for him. There's no way the Packers can afford to get him under the salary cap. So it would have to be a situation, I would think, somewhere along the same lines where Philly's got to pay a majority of it in order to get him under the cap. But then at the same time, you're going to have to be willing to give up probably similar compensation. Right, right. And I had to look up his his contract. I heard you guys talking about him uh, before I jumped on. Yeah. His contract seems real weird. Like it seems like the um, the Eagles they like prepaid all of his 2021 salary, his 2022 salary. He's got like a dead cap number north of 50 million dollars. So, so they they can't yeah, trade him. I would just be yeah. I I doubt that they're looking to take that on for next year. So he's probably anchored his. You know the Packers could take him on easily. His his base salary is like near the league minimum for a guy of that many years. But yeah, the the issue there is on the Eagles side, not the Packers. So then, what affordable move can they make? I mean, another guy that's coming out. If you want a wide receiver, Brandon Cooks has been a name floated out there, the wide receiver. Right, and that's why I think it's more of a reasonable um, ask 
you know, for Packers fans. His salary right now is only $2.5 million. If they were to trade for him tomorrow, they would take on about 1.4 of that, plus some per-game bonuses, so about 1.5, 1.6-ish. Like, that's doable. And he's under contract next year for $12.5 million, which they could, you know, rework or extend and do whatever. And my issue with wide receiver is they don't necessarily have a huge need this year, you know, with their guys coming back with, uh, you know, once Adams and Lazard, MVS are back and with Randall Cobb, you know, it's going to be hard for anyone to kind of crack that starting lineup. But next year, the only wide receivers under contract are Cobb and Amari Rogers. And Cobb is someone that, you know, with the way the salary cap's looking might not be on this team. So, they need wide receivers next year, so that might be a kind of a um, an interesting move if they were to go with that Brandon Cooks deal. Talking with Ken Ingles, uh, salary cap expert here on uh, Sparky's Midday Madness on twelve fifty AM, the Fan. So let's talk about that a little bit. This wide receiver fiasco they've got. So when we talk about Devontae Adams, the longer this goes, do you get any more concerned that he's not back because they haven't gotten an extension done? Right. I- you know, the bye week might be the the next kind of um, window you know, window where where a logical extension can get done. You know, we've seen that in the past that you know business can get done during that bye week. If it's not done by the bye week, you know, I don't think we're going to hear a word until um, maybe the end of December. That's kind of another sneaky window, like during the very last week. If it's not by then, then we're going into free agency, and the way things are. Um, stacking up, there's not a way that they can apply the franchise tag on him. Why? And if he's dead set that he wants $27.5 million a year, that's going to be tough. Wait, let's that's rewind. Wait, hold, hold on. Time out. Rewind. Why can't they franchise tag him and then trade him? All right. If the issue comes down to timing. Okay. So in order, when you franchise tag a player, they immediately get hit on their salary cap for that franchise tag amount. For Devontae Adams, that's going to be north of $20 million. Next year, before the start of the year, they already need to clear around $50 million if you're assuming that they bring back like the guys on the practice squad and their exclusive rights guys who are dirt cheap, but they're going to cost money and they're not reflected on any of the websites that you can look at right now. You can't trade him until after the start of the league year when you already need to be under the cap. So right now they're already in a $50 million hole. If you add another 20 on that, now they're in a $70 million hole. That's the same with like people talking about trading Rodgers. Oh, well, they can just trade Rodgers and all their salary cap problems go away. Not really, because you can't trade Rodgers to save salary cap because you already need to be under the cap before you can trade Rodgers. So it's kind of that order of operations going back to like, you know, grade school algebra that is the biggest factor in all of this. Okay, now I'm sad. Because in my mind, and again, a very messed up one at that, but in my mind it was, okay, if Rodgers doesn't want to go, doesn't want to stay, if he wants to leave, and I think he'll stay, but if he doesn't want to stay and he still wants to go after the year is over, fine. Then we trade Rodgers, we franchise tag Devontae Adams, we trade Adams, get as many picks as possible with both of them, and the rebuild is on at that point. You're saying that's not even possible. So if they don't get this extension done, he's going to end up in free agency. That would be my bet. And oh my I won't God. say impossible. I'm oh not going to write it off as impossible, but the math gets really, really daunting. And then it becomes, you know, 
what does Devontae Adams mean to this team? Is he worth not signing, you know, two or three more of other year guys because of the timing, all of this, just to be able to throw the franchise tag at him, which might even make him upset and, you know, hold out. And then, well, I don't care about that. If I franchise tag him, I'm trading him. So be upset all you want. If I'm going to that length, then I'm definitely moving on from him. Otherwise, this extension should have been done already. All I can think of is one of two things. Either A, either A, they refuse to pay him the highest amount of money, which makes no sense, uh, or B, he simply is doing whatever he has to do to wait to see what Aaron wants to do and doesn't want to be here unless Aaron's here. Right, right. I, I could see it. I could see those guys maybe talking, you know, talking more a package deal. Right. You know, we saw all the last dance stuff that happened. Yep. You know, from their own social media accounts. And even, what, a week or two ago, Rodgers made a comparison, you know, saying, hey, you know, I thought we were uh, thought we were Jordan Pippen. That was just like two weeks ago. So, like, they're still talking about that kind of uh, last dance mentality. So, this offseason is going to be crazy. And you know, we got to get to the trade deadline first. But, man, after this year, I'm enjoying this ride because who knows what's going to happen after. So, let's talk about this. So, guys that probably will not be back, right? So Zadarius is probably gone. Preston Smith is gone. I'm guessing Amos is gone. Billy Turner, I'm guessing, is gone. Who else? You know, I actually think that there's a good chance that Preston Smith might get the extension, which is crazy to think. Like, a few months ago, everyone was talking about, myself included, that it made sense to cut ties with Preston and maybe extend Zadarius. But now with that back surgery... That's really scary, but I think I don't think they're going to be able to get rid of both of them. I think right now, in like the way I have it penciled in in my behind the scenes, right? I think they restructure Kenny Clark. I think they restructure Aaron Jones. I think they cut Zadarius. They cut Randall Cobb. They extend Jair. Extend Preston. That gets them to basically break even. Then you got guys like Mercedes Lewis, Dean Lowry. Mason Crosby, who could potentially be on the chopping block. And then if they want to start going after guys like Amos, Billy Turner, um, to either restructure or trade or, um, you know, cut, cut loose, those are options as well. And then they could also go after David Bakhtiari and restructure him again. Right. The problem with that is that, like, really nukes the future years even more so than it's already been done. But that's just to get, you know, those first moves, that's just to get the easy. That doesn't involve re-signing an MVS. But, Ken, you're talking about not wanting to pay Devontae Adams, but what in the world are you going to have to pay Jair? I mean, he's not going to take a discount to stay here. No, actually, so the way it works with Jair, it's interesting. Jair, that's easy. They're going to extend him, and he'll be $6 million cheaper on the cap because of they can push that money out. Right. Next year, Jair's on the hook for like, um, on the cap for like $13 million, a little bit north of that. And that's all hits next year. If they do an extension, they can make him the highest paid corner in the NFL and save $6 million. So that that's like a no brainer. That'll be the very first thing that gets done. Or it's definitely at like the zero risk. We're absolutely going to be doing this because they can't afford not to extend. Agreed. They have to. Yes, they have to. And you could argue he's more critical than Devontae to a certain degree because if Jordan Love is your quarterback, you're going to be running the football a lot more than that anyhow, and you're probably going to be developing wide receivers through the draft would be my guess. Right, right. Yeah, if you had to ask me, you know, who do you sign, Devontae or Jair, I would pick Jair 11 out of 10 times. 
That's a, that's a great question. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm there with you. Ken Ingles, again, our salary cap guy uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness and really all the shows. We all go to Ken Ingles, as does everybody else on Twitter. That's why he has over 13,000 followers currently. Uh, so how are you enjoying your uh, your stardom on Twitter? I mean, you really have become like that that Packers salary cap go-to guy. Follow him at Ken Ingles if you don't already. You know, I never wanted or kind of expected some of the attention. You know, what happened is, you know, a few years ago, I started following the cap, getting more and more involved in it and learning because it was just something that was intriguing because I wanted to know why, similar to you and you know, a bunch of folks listening, like, why aren't we making these deals? Why can't we do these deals? And then learning about it and that this made me more and more fascinated. And it kind of ties in with what I do for a living, too, being uh, working with numbers and crunching numbers all day. So it just kind of made sense. And then I think a few years ago, I just started responding to people like, no, we're not going to be able to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. And here's why. And people are like, huh, okay, thanks. And it's just kind of grown, grew from there. And we're still here years later, people asking, why aren't we trading for Odell Beckham at the trade deadline? So it's, <laughs> you know, nothing's really changed. Some things don't change. Ken Eagles, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. There he is, Ken Ingles on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. of applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Third Coast Cowboy just tweeted at Sparky Radio something very interesting about this Von Miller trade. We'll talk about it. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, how are we doing today? On a Monday in which... The Green Bay Packers did not play over the weekend, but the story of the day across the sports world, not just here, but across the country, Von Miller gets traded uh, from the Denver Broncos to the LA Rams for a second and third round pick. We just talked to Ken Ingles there, and Ingles uh, pointed out the fact that, you know, initially when that trade happens, it's, wow, Packers couldn't have done that, $9.7 million, no chance, which is exactly what I said on the air on the big show when that trade went down. Guys, there's no way they could have done this. Like, no need to react. Then when the Schefter news comes out a little bit after that of, well, they're paying nine of the $9.7 million and the Broncos are essentially on the hook, or not the Broncos, the Rams are on the hook for only 700000 Okay, well, the Packers could have done that. The Packers very well could have done that, but they would have had to give up the second and the third round picks, obviously. And that's the difference between the organizations, right? The Rams don't really care about picks. We went over this uh, earlier in, in the big show. They essentially, all their picks... They have their own fifth and their own seventh. They don't have picks until the third. Their picks from the third through outside of their two own picks in five and seven are all compensatory picks for free agent losses. That's all they have. And compensatory picks are at the end of the round. So they're not even good picks in the end of the third or whatever the case may be. So they obviously don't care. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They've been there once already with McVay. Now they're trying to win one another time with McVay. And they've got a very daunting uh, you know, NFC to try to get through to do so. Third Coast Cowboy tweets at Sparky Radio uh, and says the second and third round picks Denver got today for Vaughn could easily be potential chips in an Aaron Rodgers trade. Let's let's broach that for a second, okay? When this trade first went down, I don't remember it was Gary, I think it was Gary. It was me and Gary at that point. I think Gary may have brought up. Well, that takes care of Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. He ain't gonna go there without Von Miller. I don't know. Because remember the tie-in here, and Leroy hates when I do this when he's here on the big show. Remember the tie-in. Where does his girl live? Doesn't his girl live in Boulder, Colorado? Is that right, Sam? Doesn't his Shailene, Shailene, whatever her name is? Pretty sure. She's in Boulder, Colorado. So 
that's all part of why, apparently, he'd like to go to Denver. So I don't know how much the Von Miller thing plays into it. If it truly is about wanting to win a Super Bowl, that does not give him the best chance of winning a Super Bowl. Green Bay gives him the best chance of winning a Super Bowl. But, but, if it's, I want to go beat Patrick Mahomes and show everybody that I'm the best or whatever the case may be and be closer to my girl, okay, well, Denver makes sense. Sure, makes all the sense in the world. Go play for the Broncos. They got a young wide receiver in Jerry Judy, right? You got some young some young guys there. You got Melvin Gordon uh, at running back. He gives you a little something-something. He's been good. He scored again this weekend. So he gives you a little something as well. So there's some pieces to work with. Now, who will the head coach be? I can't imagine Vic Fangio is back after this year. You have to think he's gone. Now, if they were to trade for Rodgers, would they go get themselves uh, a guy that Rodgers wants to come be that, that coach? I'll give you a name. What about Nathaniel Hackett? What if Nathaniel Hackett is that guy? Denver hires Hackett away from Green Bay to become the head coach. Rodgers goes, plays for Hackett. They know each other. They know the offense they want to run, and away you go. So it would make sense if Fangio is gone, he's allowed to kind of have input on who he wants to be the next head coach, and they go. Now, Denver, on the other hand, has multiple twos and multiple threes now, plus their own first-round pick. So now you're talking about building this package deal for Aaron Rodgers. So literally... If you were to do a deal for them, you just had to figure out, do you want to go for the home run shot in next year's draft and completely just take everything they've got? Take a one, take both their twos, take both their threes, take maybe another couple of ones after that or another one after that and essentially try and get six picks. For me, I'm looking at six to seven draft picks out of this. That's what I want. Somewhere in that area, that's the package if I'm going to trade him, if he wants to leave. If he doesn't want to leave, I'm not trading Aaron Rodgers. It's that simple. But I think it's a good point. But third coach Cowboy of maybe this is the Denver Broncos lining this thing up to put together a package to get him. But I'll give you another one. What if the Denver Broncos are putting together a package to maybe try and convince Deshaun Watson to come play for the Denver Broncos and make a trade with the Houston Texans? What if that's what they're thinking of doing in the offseason? Because it doesn't look like Deshaun Watson is getting traded at the deadline necessarily. But could Deshaun Watson get traded come next year around draft time to a Denver Broncos team that desperately needs a quarterback? Desperately needs a quarterback. We'll see. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. I, I am really intrigued by what Ken Ingles was saying earlier when he was on. Talking about the guys that are going to have to go, essentially, in order to make this whole thing work. He talks about, you're going to have to extend Jair Alexander. You can make him the highest paid. But you're going to save yourself money against the cap that way. He says, you extend Preston Smith and bring Preston Smith back. Maybe you move on from Zadarius Smith. And obviously, that's part of it too. Maybe you restructure David Bakhtiari to free up some more money. But the Devontae Adams news from Ken Ingles is the thing that stood out to me that whole thing. They can't franchise tag him. They're screwed. Because if they franchise tag him, I believe Engel said $50 million would have to be cleared off before the end of the season. So they're screwed. They, they can't franchise tag him. So if they don't extend him, they may end up just losing him in free agency, which would be catastrophic. I don't care 
how big of a Packer fan you are or not, if you lose the best receiver in football for a compensation pick, that's all you get out of this deal, that's a disaster. A complete and utter disaster. We talked about maybe they get that deal done come the bye week, first weekend in December. Maybe they get the extension done then. But now knowing you can't franchise tag them and trade them, which is what I've been saying this whole time, tells me that they have got to get this extension done. And maybe during that bye week, you had that conversation with Aaron Rodgers and with Devontae Adams. Guys, here we are. We don't know if we're going to win the Super Bowl or not. But do either one of you have any idea of where you want to do, what you want to do, where you want to be after this season? If I'm Goody, I'm trying to have that conversation during the bye week. Trying to get an answer out of Rodgers. Are you in or are you not? Did we do enough to convince you that we're serious? And if so, let's try and get an extension done here. Because I think if you extend Rodgers, Devontae will extend with him. I think that's the key to this whole thing. And if you get them both to extend, you free up a ton of money, and that makes next season a lot more manageable salary cap-wise, and everything works itself out. You still have the lingering question of Jordan Love's future, but whatever, who cares? You just want to free up that money. That seems to me to make the most sense if Rodgers is willing to talk uh, about past this season. Because initially he said after the season. If I'm the Packers, I don't want to wait till after the season. I want to get this thing done now. I want to extend you in December and make it nice and clear to everybody there's no drama this offseason. We're making moves, and we're going to be here for a while. That's how I'm doing it if I'm Goody. Coming up next, Dan Plucker in for Rami Makhlouf uh, on the Rami Show straight ahead here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. See Sparky for along with... Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass, producer today for Dan Plucker, who's coming up with the Rami Show. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch your favorite teams on. You play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room. Settle down and awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up (laughs) with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Check out Q Club of Wisconsin. Those guys do a great job out there in Waukesha. That indoor bocce ball court is unbelievable. All right, uh, Dan Plucker here now with the Rami Show coming up here at 3 o'clock. Pluck, what did you do uh, for Halloween? Yeah, I went to a Halloween party on Saturday, and we'll be talking about that because... I want to know everybody's best and worst costumes that they saw over the weekend. Toby Altizer uh, showed me a picture from the Halloween party he went to. Mm-hmm. Did do you know what he dressed up as? No, I didn't see it. Uh, Toby Altizer dressed up as a person from Australia. An Australian. And okay. it was so good. Was it? Because he right. told me, I'm like, how does one dress up as somebody from Australia? Well, come <laughs> to find out, his mom used to live in Australia. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. been there several times. So mm-hmm. he's got a good beat on it. All right. It was so well done. You know, I and to see it. It was really, really well done. You know what he should have dressed up as? And when I was watching Thursday Night Football, Packers Cardinals, I was looking at Kyler Murray and I said, that is a spitting image of Toby Altizer. Really? Yes. Their oh, faces, their facial su- structures right? are so similar. Like, I told Toby that too. I walked in the studio on Friday. I was like, Toby, 
you know who you look like? He's like, you're going to say Kyler Murray, aren't you? And I was like, yes, you look so like Kyler Murray. So he's heard it before then. Yeah, apparently he and Bart were talking about it all Friday really? morning that they kind of look similar. Wow. I couldn't unsee huh. it. Wow. I, and I, was, I told him he should be that for Halloween, just buy a Kyler Murray right. jersey and walk yeah. out and be Kyler Murray. I was amazed. We went trick-or-treating a couple of times, Saturday night in the Bayview area and then Sunday out in Elkhorn. I was amazed by how many adults were actually dressed up walking around with their kids. I've done it a couple of times. I've done it as mm-hmm. Batman. I've done it as a Care Bear one year. Uh, I've done it or whatever. I, and I didn't do it this year. Next year I'm going to do it, though, uh, with the kid. Uh, so he was the Incredible Hulk or whatever. Okay. I thought there'd be more Incredible Hulks walking around. There wasn't. Okay. He was like, I think, one of two that I saw the entire time in two days. So that was kind of cool. There were a lot more older kids walking around than I remember seeing in years past. Probably like high schoolers, maybe, okay. walking around dressed up. Um, so that was something a little bit different. But I figured out the Halloween costume that we're going to come out next year. I don't think I'm going to do it because I'm too short. But but I I think I got one. I'm not gonna tell you what it is and spoil it. But I think I got okay. one that I've not seen walking around anybody in years, and it was probably very popular like 20 or 30 years ago. There were probably a lot of different people. Uh, I'll tell you off the air, but I'm not gonna say it on the air. But either way, um, all right. I, I think I've got one. Well, that also coming off of you know all the Aaron Rodgers drama, yes. what he's gonna be for Halloween, and he nailed his costume. Like when I saw. That he was John Wick on social media. At first, I literally thought somebody superimposed Aaron Rodgers' face onto Keanu Reeves' body because it looked so similar. And then I and then I realized, wait, this is his Halloween costume. This is what we've all been did waiting for. Did you see the video of him dancing with I the did. gun? Yeah. Him and Randall Cobb yeah, and those yeah. guys? Yeah. So that was that was good. I retweeted the video and then a bunch of people were trying to figure out where they were shooting the video from. Oh, I'm sure because everybody wanted to go there and, and see what was going no, on. No, it was probably. pretty much everybody making fun of wherever they were shooting the video from okay. based on what the background looked like, I guess. Uh, but either way. So, yeah, they, they had a lot of fun. Um, and it was a lot of fun uh, over the weekend doing the trick-or-treating stuff or whatever else. And now, you know, Christmas is almost upon us. Our trees go up in the house on Saturday. And Too away early. we go. Too early. Cannot wait. Too early. The planning process starts Too- Tonight, early, too early. So when the people show too up, because we have people coming over to help, uh, it's it's gonna be yeah. We're gonna have yeah. How many, we're gonna we have a whole like wrecking crew coming in. No, normally we just do it ourselves, but we're gonna have Andy Spitzer over who did the World of Corners Sparky with me. Uh, John Lee, our old engineer here at the radio station, he's driving up from Illinois for it. Um, and then I don't know if my brother and his family are coming or not, but I'm gonna have uh, the Al Capone sausages from Roberts in one crock pot. Okay. And then I found out from Paul how to do ribs on a stick in a crock pot. Ooh, okay. So you like pre-bake them for a little bit and then put them into finish in the crock pot. My two favorite things from uh, right. Robert's Specialty. So eats. both of those will be going in the crock pots all day for people to nibble mm-hmm. on and eat. Because we're not going to be able to start until like 12 or 1230, I think. Um, and then we should be done by 9, 10 o'clock. Somewhere in that area, I think. Okay. That's, that's the goal. Well, I mean, 10 trees are a lot of trees. There's a lot to go, a lot to do, a lot to do. And then we have our Disney Village as well. That's like three tables full of stuff. So there's a lot going Where, on there as well. How big is your apartment square footage-wise? It's not an apartment. It's a townhouse. Townhouse. I don't know how big it is, but it's not well, big okay. enough for 10 trees probably. I was going to say, of the not big enough, of your square footage, what percentage of it is dedicated to Christmas-type seasonal whatever well, the during, living room, during this time? Okay, the living room is pretty much 100%. I mean, Christmas, for sure. As of Saturday night when that's done, it'll be four Christmas trees, the Disney Village, the Disney art up on the you walls. You said the Disney Village is three tables? Well, pretty much. It's so We have a bay window, so that whole windowsill is Village Houses. 
And then we have two four or five foot tables I've got like from Ikea. Those will be side to side backed up to underneath the windowsill. That will be filled with Disney Villages as well. Disney Village houses and lights oh and God. all of that. Yeah. Now Andy Spitzer, that's his deal. So okay. he really enjoys putting that all together and putting that puzzle together to make it as real as possible. And we got roads for it this year and walkways, like little fake like walkways we okay. didn't have in the past. And I got some trees on order and got some other stuff all going right. on. But yeah. All right. Oh man, it's real. What day is that happening? It's real again? Saturday. Okay. Cannot I won't wait. Call you Saturday. I won't call you. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> then, it doesn't matter. Sunday, I'll be here. I got post game with Gary Sunday oh, after the right. Packers Chiefs game. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Gary, for Sunday. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're gonna be, what are you talking about? Oh, you know that's right. I'm gonna be talking about it all week. I'm so excited. Okay, go ahead. So, plug. What do you got coming up on the show? Yeah. So we're starting off the show uh, talking about the trade, the big trade of the day. Rams get Von Miller, and where that puts them, where the Packers are ranked now in the NFC with the Rams making that deal, them beating the Cardinals who were undefeated up until Thursday night when the Packers won yep. and the Buccaneers and the Cowboys and the list goes on and on and on of those teams that are contenders in the NFC and some surprise teams at this point of the season, like the saints who are somehow four and two and just beat the Buccaneers. Yep. Like what is going on? Cause we're, we're halfway through the year now, which is kind of crazy to say, I know it's 17 games. It's only eight so far this year, but we're halfway through the year. It's pretty, pretty crazy how quickly we've gotten to this point. I feel like this NFL season is just flying. Uh, Every then, NFL season goes that's fast. That's true. Everyone. Yeah, it's true. I've never been in an NFL season going, boy, this is taking forever. By the way, since we brought that up, I, I didn't see the pictures or the video, but I brought this up on the big show. So we had Zach Gelbon, right? Yeah. And he does eye on football on yeah. Sundays, and we carry it here on the fan. So he does the check-ins at the different stadiums. Mm-hmm. Denny Cap came on in Detroit, and we've had Denny Cap on before. And he it was the first check-in before Lions in Philly. And Zach Gelb's on there going, I'm taking the Lions, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, no. And I do the Rocket Mortgage Pro Football Pick'em, right? I took the Lions. On the TV pregame shows, they were all taking the lines. Like, everybody was on the lines bandwagon. So, Denny Cap comes on, and Denny Cap goes, you know, Zach, it's really weird. It's, like, eerie here. Like, I've been coming here for years. I pulled in here at 10 o'clock. Not one person was tailgating. There was no tailgating going on. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody's going to their game. I was like, oh, my God. And then later, because I was driving, later they go back another time, and he's like, it feels like an exhibition football game in here with the amount of people that showed up for this game today. That is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it was Halloween, so kids want to do Halloween no stuff. And then who wants to go and watch an 0-7 team? Uh, or no I'm going to see the first win. I want to see the first win. After they yeah. get one win, I don't care. But I, if I if I if I'm that person, I, I want to see the first win. I don't know if it comes. I, I honestly don't think that they're going to win a game. Well, this I think year. that was a I said that, that should have been one. That should have been a good shot, Philly. Yeah, and then that should have been it. Six, yeah. So it tells you how bad they are because the Eagles are terrible. Yeah, I don't They're know. They're terrible. See, now that's a team that should be having a fire sale tonight and tomorrow. The Lions? Or come the one, come all. Come get whoever you want. The Lions. Like, everybody should be available. Every Well, not your recent draft picks, but anybody worth a damn that's a vet, see you out of here. We're cleaning house. Give us draft picks. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I've got John Dorsey in my front office now. He's got a proven track record of drafting in Cleveland, drafting in Kansas City, and drafting in Green Bay. Just let him make the draft picks. Get as many picks as you can for the man to try and improve the roster. Yeah, it's it's uh, not looking good. Because they, they want people to build around, and they have virtually nothing and no one to build around. Their offensive line is good. They, yeah. They have Hawkinson. They have I like Swift, Hawkinson. But they don't have a difference maker on either side of the ball right now. And until they find that, they're they're not going anywhere. So 
It's going to be a long couple of years, I think, for Dan as a Lions fan. I don't know. If I'm if I'm Detroit, I call New Orleans. I try to figure out what we can maybe do. I mean, if they have interest in Jared Goff. Well, there's no way anybody has interest in Jared Goff. He's been terrible. <laughs> oh, but, but the problem is, again, is from the salary cap perspective, because mm. New Orleans, I don't think they have any salary cap money either. Um, it's how you could make that work salary cap-wise. But as we saw with Von Miller, they figured it out to get Von Miller to freaking yeah. Denver well, Von, or to the, to the Rams. Von Miller also is one of the still top talents in the NFL. But you uh, don't have – well, fine, but you don't have a future quarterback in New Orleans right now. You don't have one. And your starter is gone. The guy you had is Jameis Winston ruined his knee. So either it's season's over – or how do I get a quarterback no, that can gonna, come in here? They're going to play Taysom Hill. That's what it's going to be. Ugh. Sean Payton's been on that like I said, for yuck. longer than ever. It's going to be Taysom Hill. That's horrible. Anyway, Go ahead. Uh, in at 3.30, so halfway through that first hour of the show, we'll kind of be recapping the Bucks' weekend, losing uh, both of their games, now three straight, and they're three and four on the year. Obviously, at least in my eyes, nothing to panic about yet, uh, but we will continue that conversation with Keith Smith at 5.30. So he comes up in the last hour of the show. Love Keith. Couple, couple of hot teams in the Eastern Conference. Who's real? Who's legit? Who's not? Uh, we'll be talking with him about all of that. Uh, before then, though, 345, Gary Ellerson, obviously big show. We all know him. We all love him. Former Packer and Badger running back joining us. At 4 o'clock, what do you want to see the Packers do at the trade deadline as it comes up right around this time tomorrow? 3 o'clock. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking about all of the trades that happened in the NFL if any other ones do come, because sometimes the NFL trade deadline is a little quieter than most I think, of the time uh, people expect. I think last year was really busy. I think last year was the year it was pretty it's pretty busy. busy yeah, but but outside of that, it's it's usually pretty quiet. Not as many moves happen, and especially big moves happen that people expect. Are are we going to see that again? Are we going to see some big moves? I think there's a lot of teams in contention that are like a piece away and could very well be desperate to make a situation work. Uh, so we'll see how that all goes down. 4.30, again, I want to hear your best and worst Halloween costumes that you saw this weekend. If you have any photos, you can tweet them at Dan Plucker, P-L-O-C-H-E-R, or oh. at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'll share them, and then we'll share them from the 12.50 Twitter page too, Sam, and uh, hopefully. And uh, we want to see the best and worst Halloween costumes that you saw over the weekend. 5 o'clock, pick a lane, and like I said, 5.30, Keith Smith. Will be joining us talking some NBA and some Bucks basketball. Yeah, I'm 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 anxious to see the pictures of these Halloween costumes uh, that were out there one way or the other. There were some cool ones walking around. Um, from a kid perspective, a lot of firefighters. I uh, saw a lot of um, um, what now? What are they called? A lot of the characters from the like Paw Patrol and the Disney oh, Junior sure. type characters for the kids and stuff. You know what else was very popular this year that I saw? A lot of these like blow up costumes. Yeah, those are hot. Saw a lot yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I was at a um, a trunk or treat with my wife. Yeah. And somebody dressed up as an avocado. Like it was literally just uh, an avocado. Yeah, it was literally one of those air right. ventilated systems, like the T Rexes you yes. see all over the place. But it was an avocado. That's amazing. So he was like four feet wide and just running over kids because he was sprinting from each trunk That's to the amazing. next. It was really funny. All right, Dad Plucker up next with the Rami Show. Have a good one. Toodles. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 